Hi and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane, and with me is Justin Davis. Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Nick. Uh, same old thing, playing games. Nice. We're going to get into uh, the games you played last month. Usually you, you outpace me by about, about five times, so uh, that should be interesting. Uh, but we've got a, uh, a special guest with us today. Um, it's my friend Brett Wallace, who is um, a fellow VR gamer, and uh, Brett got into VR uh, a little bit before me, but we're doing an episode which is uh, going to be kind of a rhythm game roundup. I don't think I've ever reviewed any rhythm game other than um, Pistol Whip, and rhythm games are very uh, prolific on VR. It's a good home for uh, rhythm games, so we figured we'll just do this all in one episode. And I don't think, well, I've played rhythm games, and I know, Justin, you have. You and I aren't huge rhythm game guys, but I, I, know, when I, I know Brett has spent a lot of time with them and really gets into them. So I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to have him here. Brett, why don't you introduce yourself? Talk a little bit, bit about your background, about your, kind of, your, your, your VR history, what games you like, your setup, et cetera. Sure, yeah. I've been, um, I've been in VR since 2016, kind of like an early adopter. Uh, started out on a HTC Vive. Um, we had a local um, place here where I was introduced to it. It was a game on LAN, and that was the first time I'd experienced VR. And after about two sessions of that, I knew I had to get it for myself. So I ended up starting out with a Vive um, room scale set up in my basement. And then um, I already had a racing cockpit from doing a lot of sim racing. So I adapted uh, that to VR as well. Um, I play a lot of sim stuff. Pretty much most of my gameplay is two different categories. I would say I mostly either play sims, you know, racing, driving, flying, space flight, or um, or rhythm games, mostly in the in the room scale setup. Um, I tend to be a little hardcore with this stuff. Both of my setups are fairly hardcore. Um, I mean, I got the full HOTUS setup on my cockpit. Uh, you know, the nice direct drive steering wheel for the racing with the shifter and um, load cell pedals. It's a fairly sophisticated and expensive setup. Um, and then for downstairs, uh, for the room scale, uh, I got a pretty good size space. It's like 13 by 14 feet. And uh, one of the things that uh, I did is I added external speakers. I kind of experimented with it when Steam VR. Uh, gave us the ability to do mirroring audio. And then once they did that, I added uh, external speakers to my setup and I play exclusively on external speakers with rhythm games. So I've got a set of overhead speakers for the, you know, the mids and the highs, and then a couple gigantic subwoofers um, with a hell of a lot of power, enough power to have the police called to my house if I wanted to turn it all the way up. Um, but it may, helps me get into the rhythm games because I feel like when you're playing a rhythm game, I kind of want to be like, feel like I'm in a club so I want that 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 visceral experience. So I like to play my rhythm games loud, and uh, you know, get the inspiration to move from the loud music. So I was over at. I mean, I've been over at your place several times because I, I know you from the pinball hobby. And one thing I appreciate about appreciate about you is that you don't fuck around. When you do something, you you, you do it to the max, which is awesome. Um, I think last time I was over. Uh, you had the, the whole green screen set up. It's very nice. We did a, a video on Pistol Whip. It was shortly yep. after Pistol Whip came out. Yep. Um, 
so I haven't even seen the setup with the external like subwoofers. You got a bunch of like what was it? The SVS was it the three thousands? Yeah, it started out with a. Um, I originally started out with a pair of an old Serwin Vega speakers. They were full range, and it did it kind of as a proof of concept, just to see if it would work. You know, to see if it was feasible. Did it sound okay? Did you could you still get some good directional cues from it? And it sounded okay. And then eventually, I moved into. I had a pair of bookshelf speakers that were just ceiling mounted. And then I moved to actual proper ceiling, in-ceiling type of speakers um, overhead. But I started out with the SVS subs. Um, it's very difficult to get good bass response in my basement because it's basically a totally open space. So you're trying to fill a fairly large space. And uh, I found that the SVSs were not enough to do that. Um, so I stole the amps out of them and built, custom built some um, much larger subs uh, with some enclosures I got off of Amazon and some Dayton Audio 18-inch uh, high-end subwoofers. Now I have gratuitous amounts of bass. Dude, I can't even imagine. I've got an SVS sub, um, which is, I was just blown away by. It was like an 80-pound sub. I've got one of them. And it's just in kind of my home theater living room mm-hmm. setup, yeah, and it's amazing. So that. I can't, I can't possibly imagine what, <laughs> what your setup is like. Like it's, it's got to be amazing. And I, and I, and I, you know, I look forward to the day when you know the pandemic's over and I can check it out. Yeah. I, I feel like I go over there though, and I just ruin my own experience because uh, <laughs> I'll be going back to the index uh, uh, speakers, and it won't be the same. And then another thing I should bring up, speaking of index speakers. Um, you're, I, I don't know if I would call you an audiophile, but you get into this stuff. And I remember that um, when you got the index speakers, you kind of did this uh, kind of uh, comparison, right? You kind of tore them apart. Yep. You kind of checked yep. other um, setups. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember before the index even came out and they showed the picture of it. And I'm like, oh, I, I right from the get-go, I was like, that is going to be terrible for bass response. Just because you're not going to get a good seal on your head. And I, I mean, I own personally 11 sets of headphones or earbuds. Um, I'm a little bit over the top with that kind of stuff. So I'm very picky about my audio. I, would say, I wouldn't say I'm an audiophile anymore. I would say I'm kind of a recovering audiophile. I try to suppress those tendencies as much as I can, but sometimes you just can't help it. Um, but yeah, so I did an experiment with um, the index speakers and I had just basically a frequency sweep that I was running. And I compared it to um, all of my various sets of headphones. And I found that anything under 50 hertz on the Valve Index basically isn't there, at least for me. Um, It may be different depending on uh, head shape. From what I'm understanding, um, there is some dependency of your head and ear shape, how well those Valve Index speakers work for you. I can just say they do not work well for me. They sound great in the mids, like vocals, like People talking sounds amazing. It sounds perfect. But just the lack of bass response for, for rhythm games especially is kind of an immersion breaker for me. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, um, you know, when you have these these rhythm games, there are a lot of them, they're just they're straight up bass heavy, right? You know, oh, hell like, yeah. The, yeah. like these EDM tracks, right? Mm-hmm. So how could the index possibly compete with that? So on, on, on that, yeah, it's, it, they're going to falter. I, I get it. I can't, like I said, I can't wait to check it out. Thanks for that overview on that. So um, what uh, is your go-to headset, the Index? The Index is currently my only headset. I actually no. ended up, I had a lot of headsets at one point. I think I had seven headsets at one point. Um, 
I ended up getting rid of all of them. I had a, I started out with the, with the Vive and then I had a, um, for the SIM setup, I ended up using a, just an original Rift uh, CV1. And then I picked up a Quest and then I picked up a Pimax 5K plus. That was a mistake. Which I, I think that. I'm, I'm babysitting one of the Pi, Pi Maxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm sure you haven't tried it, but it's it's a neat experience to see it. Um, and I I feel like the software might be improved have improved since I last played with it, but um, but yeah, but now then then the Valve Index and really, um, the Index does everything that I want in a headset, except I would like a little bit more field of view and maybe a little bit more resolution. But there isn't a headset out there right now less than $8,000 that gives me both improved resolution and improved field of view. Um, I think I forgot what it is it? The X tall yeah. and stuff like that. The ridiculous ones. Yeah. But that, if you get uh, the X tall, it's going to be really heavy. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 The X tall and the other one, there was another one that was out that was also had similar issues, mm -hmm. but yeah, the index is my daily driver at this point. And I, once I put base stations in both spaces, um, that's when I got rid of my quest. Cause I was like, well, I don't need the quest anymore. Cause that was all I was using it for was for the upstairs space. Um, yeah. So now it's the index is pretty much exclusively until something better comes out. The index is what I use. Nice. Well, you're in the same club of me and Justin. So. Brett, I'm curious. Do you think the CV one had the best base? Actually, here's this funny thing. Um, when I had the CV one, the first thing I did was remove those headphones and never used them. Oh, okay. Um, I, I used when I had the Vive, um, my Vive came bundled with a wireless Bluetooth headset. It wasn't the best sound quality, but it had good bass response. Um, and then once the deluxe audio strap became a thing, I had that on my, on my Vive and that actually, honestly, better bass response on the deluxe audio strap than the valve index, in my opinion. I mean, at least according mm -hmm. to the measurements I took, it went a lot lower. I mean, it wasn't yeah. the best fidelity quality wise, mm -hmm. especially in the mids and highs, but I don't know for music, it was okay. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Thanks for that overview. And uh, I'm glad you can join us today. We're going to, your, your uh, skills are really going to come into play in your knowledge when we get to the uh, rhythm game section. Sure. Let's, uh, let's transition over to the uh, personal monthly recap. Oh, and before I forget, um, Brett, you posted in Discord some pictures of your setup. Do you remember uh, in what channel it was? Is it like the hardware section? Should well, should be in the hardware section. Okay. Um, so for for those interested and uh, just want to be part of the community, I've got a link now on um, the uh, Twitter page for VR Gaming Podcast. You should be able to just get an invite to uh, the Discord, and we actually just hit our hundredth member today. So slowly growing it's a nice little community and uh brett has some pictures of his setup which is uh worth checking out for sure all right um let's move over to the, the personal monthly recap justin what uh what games were you playing the last month okay in the last episode we talked about pagan peak and we reviewed it and we were both talking about like you know where we got in the game and i i said i thought i got to the end and i played it a little bit more and i was right yeah i did get to the end where it was like a 50 50 choice and so I made the other choice, and then I was like, oh, and then I beat it. So that's that. That's one thing I played. Then I played The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. It's kind of a kitty looking game, but I still thought it was fun. It's kind of a, you're just searching 
this really nice looking um, kind of like a diorama that you can spin around and you're searching it for stuff like these hidden pets and stuff. It's a, it's a little puzzle game. I liked it. Um, then down the rabbit hole is a puzzle game. Uh, both of these were on sale and there was a bundle that was a good deal. These two together. Um, that was like an Alice in Wonderland themed puzzle game. I like that. Then Blast On. I don't know if you heard of that. It's a one on one shooting game. So it's sort of like Iron Lights. But it's with guns, and you have multiple guns, and you, you're you just, you know, one-on-one -on -one, trying to take out the other guy. The match could last only a couple minutes. Um, I only saw it being, like, multiplayer. I didn't get to play against the computer. Then uh, Mini Motor Racing X. I liked that game a lot as a racing game. But there were a lot of different views you could do, you know, like first person and then, you know, outside of the car. And then, like, it was like, it might have been, like, eight or ten different views so you could have it look like rc pro-am you could have it from like any vantage point you wanted and i i was having a lot of fun with that and there were tons of tracks so i recommend that game for sure and then outer wild it's not a vr game but somebody came out with a vr mod that has motion controller support so outer wilds was on sale and i bought that and i was blown away actually by that um that game is really cool you're flying around a solar system uh, just going planet to planet in your spaceship. And uh, it, I've never played any game like it. And you're, you're an alien uh, trying to figure out what's going on in your solar system. There's a mystery that you're unraveling. It's sort of like No Man's Sky, but there's an actual story. And to me, it's way more interesting. But you need a really good PC to power that because it's, it's really a perform, you know, performance-hungry game. Then um, Thumper. I played Thumper because uh, we're talking about rhythm games, and that's a rhythm game I wanted to mention. Um, so that's about it. Nice. So I'm, I'm intrigued. Where'd, uh, where did you play Outer Wilds on? What platform is that on? I played it on Index. Uh, you can play it on, I think, any PC headset. Oh, is it not a, it's not a native VR game? No, it's a, it's a flat, gotcha. regular flat game, and somebody oh. came out with a free VR mod for it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So if you Google Outer Wilds VR mod, you'll find it. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I did the, the um, challenging thing of trying to listen to you talk and also trying to Google at the same time. Which oh, okay. I do a poor job of both things when that happens. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I have like twenty hours in that, and I'm still not close <clears throat> to beating it. Nice. Right, so that's uh, that's my kind of game. Is and uh, the Blast Town game is that game new? Uh, it's kind of new. Um. Let me see. I can I can see really fast. I think. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Let me see. October eighth. So it's not that new, but yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's interesting, and you can play. I think yeah, you can play against friends one on one. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I like the I like the graphics on it. it looks kind of looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. All right, uh, Brett. What about you? What games were you playing last month? Um, last month, uh, Pistol Whip came out with that new campaign, um, so I started playing that. I really like that. I feel like that really shows the potential of what more they can do with that game, based you know uh, beyond what they'd already done before. Um, so that's fun. Uh, Synth Riders have been playing a lot. Uh, I got the Noodle Manager installed, so now I discovered there's you know 800 plus custom tracks available for it. So I've been playing a lot of custom stuff and. Um, Playing a lot of multiplayer synth riders, uh, because once you have all the, the custom songs, you can play multiplayer with custom songs, which is pretty cool. Um, Beat Saber always, always trying to get better at Beat Saber. 
um, trying to beat any Camellia levels on Expert, which I've had success. I finally beat one of them. <laughs> um, Autica, which I only really started playing about two days ago. Um, I kind of slept on that game for a while. I didn't think it looked fun in the in the in the uh, videos that I watched other people play, but I actually like it. I've actually I actually spent quite a bit of time on it. Once I started playing, actually, that's all I've played since I bought it. Um, Vertigo Remastered, that's an old game, but they remastered it. It's kind of a, I don't know, kind of an RPG kind of game. Kind of like a poor man's Half-Life Alex, Like, kind of primitive, but, but cool. It's, it's interesting. It's got some, you know, this typical VR mechanics in it, but it's, it's kind of fun. And then uh, an attempt was made to play Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 in VR. And I will say only an attempt because a 2080 Ti is not quite enough GPU to really pull that off well, apparently. And then um, (laughs) and then uh, 1976, which I saw from your list, Nick, um, like of games that you had. And I love that game. That game is really cool because I was always a fan of 1942, the arcade game. And 1976 is really fun. I like it a lot. Yeah, that came from Justin's recommendation, right, Justin? You were you were playing that. Yeah, did you see me in any of the leaderboards? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I didn't really. I didn't really look at the leaderboards on it. Oh, um, I saw you on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about Microsoft Flight Simulator, I heard from some Flight Simulator guys that that they use this. There's a new Steam VR setting that somehow helps with frame rates. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's this, this new setting that. In games like that that are really demanding, it it like it does something where even though it can't render that many frames, it makes it acceptable to play. Yeah, there's been um, some motion smoothing. I think is one of the settings. I haven't gone through and changed anything beyond the defaults that I had. Okay. I, I, bet, I mean, I bought that game when it first came out, and I have it, it, I've got, it says I've got 11 hours on it. 11 hours of updates is what it is. Wow. Oh my um, god. So I haven't actually played it beyond that one attempt in VR and I couldn't even manage 30 frames per second out of it. Um, but I haven't tried beyond that initial session to tune my settings to make it more playable. You know, I wanted to ask you, Brett, um, cause I remember when star Wars came out, mm-hmm. what is that game even called now? I can't remember. It's been... star Wars squadrons. Thank you. Star Wars squadrons. You, you, you were into it. You played mm-hmm. it quite a bit. Yep. Um, I'm curious to hear your like 30 second thoughts on it on, on the game. 30 seconds to one minute thought on it I, update. I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, the only thing is, is that because of the fact that I always play on systems with speakers, I don't want to use a mic because I, I don't have, I, I'm out of bindings to actually have a push to talk button. So I don't like to play anything where I have to talk and I don't have a good way to bind all the weird little wheels that they have for all the different emotes and do this, do that kind of thing. So I pretty much have been confined to playing either the single player campaign or going in dogfighting and just being disappointed with the fact that everybody sucks at dogfighting. Gotcha. Um, and did you not have the performance issues or did they not bother you when you, when you played it? I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it never really bothered me. It seemed to lock in at a solid 60 frames per second for me. I mean, it was much motion smoothing on 120 frames per second in the index. 
So it would be running effectively at 60. I mean, it seemed to run pretty, it didn't have any like massive frame drops. So a smooth 60 seemed okay with me. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Very nice. All right. Um, so the last month I've been playing more walkabout mini golf, but the reason for that is I don't know if I remember this guy's last time, um, but somebody in our discord took it to the next level and started up a, a league for the discord. So it's funny when he was, when he was proposing the league, he's like, I'm, I think I'm going to come up with a league and uh, I'm going to limit to 16 people. And everyone's like, dude, you, you, you're going to get more than 16 people. So we're at 26 people in this league. Um, and it's been going great. Uh, week three, we're in re- week three right now. It's this kind of match play style format. So Brett, it's modeled after Pinberg kind of scoring. Nice. Where So you have a group of uh, four people. And if you come in first, you get three points. If you come in second, you get two, third one, and, and fourth zero. And, and, and that's how it is. And you, it, the groups are random. So I guess he's matching people up who haven't played before. Um, it's not based on performance. So, you know, there's there's a different course every week. And it, it's it's competitive but casual, right? Everyone, nobody's uh, uh, too sweaty at that. Um, there's all different skill levels, um, but it, it kind of gives you some skin in the game, and, it, and it's fun. It was it was free to join. Uh, I think he's got some prizes. It's a nine week thing, so if that sounds intriguing to you, um, highly recommend checking it out. I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll run it again, maybe after a cool down period after the, the nine weeks is up. Mm-hmm. But it, it's been a big hit in our Discord, so. Uh, for those folks, this is another plug for the Discord to uh, uh, check it out and, and, and join us there. And if you're having trouble joining for some reason, if that link on Twitter is not working, I think i got to fix now because it used to expire and I just said it's in like never expire. If you're having trouble, just reach out to me at uh, vrgamingpodcast at gmail.com and I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up with an invite. So that's not a problem. Um, so I've been playing that. That's a lot of fun. Still been playing a little cookout. And again, I'm, I'm playing a lot of these games because I've had a lot of friends just get into VR. You know, Martha just got into uh, a quest to Brett. So, mm-hmm. you know, these are these are games where people who just first get into it, these are great to play with them. It's not taxing. It's easy to understand. The controls are easy. And and quite frankly, I like playing these games because they're not super hardcore. And I, I tend towards, like, competitive hardcore games. And, and this is chilling me out a little bit. So yeah. it's, it's, it's been good. Um, speaking of competitive and hardcore Population one um, just started what they're calling season one. So just like in you know other things, Fortnite and and, and other games who have gone to the season mode, um, the season started last Thursday. Um, so it was the last week of February. Today's uh, March second, and it's going to go to sometime in like early May. Um, they have unlocks as you progress. So you get new skins and stuff like that. They have a season pass. I think the season pass is it's not too much. It's like five bucks. That's kind of reasonable. Um, you know, if you want that stuff, you don't have to get it. So I've been, I've, I've, I've gotten back into that game because of that. I like the fact that they're doing these updates. They've introduced new weapons. Um, they've introduced like new things on the map. Uh, I, I love that the game is growing like that. It's not stale. The, the, um, gaming population still seems good. I, you never have to wait long for a game. The only thing that I have noticed after not playing for a couple months is that, um, everybody just seems like way above my skill level, like in, in the <laughs> sense that I think Steam says I've got like 40 hours in the game, something like that. And I must, I'm not very good. And I also play a lot, a lot of randos. So this hurts, but let's say like I have maybe like 50 wins. Whereas after I get killed by somebody, we'll show their wins and it's like 400 or a thousand. <laughs> and you're just like, Jesus, dude, I, I don't even like, I don't stand a chance, let alone somebody who's like new to the game. So I don't know if that's, 
not if it's just not still not big enough of a player base to have enough of a, a different elo separation but that's just one thing to keep an eye out for yet, yet the game is still fun right like um the rounds are quick i'm really enjoying it so um again this is that, that continues to be one of my favorite games in vr and then i um i played uh some synth riders to get back it's been a while since i played it but i wanted to hop back in so i can you know do it justice when i'm talking about it during uh, the review um, I also played with Martha, who likes Synth Riders and plays like almost every day. And another game I played is Audio Trip, which we'll talk about in the uh, Rhythm Game Review section, which uh, segue, let's segue right into that. So we've got a, a list of games that um, we've either, at least one of, us, one of us has played. So on that list is Beat Saber, Audio Trip, Synth Riders, Autica, Pistol Whip, Thumper, and Audio Shield. So... We'll start with the granddaddy of them all. Um, not the first rhythm game to come out in VR, but the uh, most popular one by far, and that's Beat Saber. I remember um, listening. Justin, you used to listen to the VR round, VR gaming roundtable, I believe. Yeah. Um, and Anthony from that, um, like a few months before it came out, he's like, "This is gonna be the uh, the, the 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 system seller, the system killer, or whatever, whatever you the say." Killer it. app. The killer app. Thank you. Yeah. The killer is gonna be the killer app, and I'm like, really? Like I, you know, I've uh, man, I played rhythm games from you know DDR to um, you know Rock Band and Guitar Hero and all that stuff. Like I, I like them, but he was he was he was hot on it, and I I, I just didn't see it. I, I totally missed it, and and sure enough, he was right, and that is is was uh one of the most popular vr games i mean people when they think about vr they know beat saber whether they've played it or not and a lot of people have played it people who don't even own a headset so um it's we gotta we gotta start there and i'll I'll kick it off by saying that i i got it when it came out on day one and it it was fun and, and, and amusing and it's come it's definitely come a long way since i've not probably played the game in in two years because well, I had fun with it. It just never, it never hooked into me. It was never the killer app for me for VR. It was, it was fun for a while. It was fun to show other people, and um, to kind of introduce them to VR. And it was a great introduction to VR. That something they can understand and have fun. But that's all that game I think has ever ever been for me, um, especially after I found some other um, rhythm games. So curious to hear what Justin thinks, and then I'm, we're going to let Brett run wild with it, because Brett is, is I think you've got some like crazy high scores and stuff, but we'll get there. Justin, what do you think about Beat Saber? What's your experience with it? When it first came out, I liked it a lot, and I was I was playing it a lot, trying to chase uh, my friend's, you know, scores on the leaderboard, so I was going nuts, and I remember, you know, even like reading online like all the strategy and exactly how to hit the things, uh, the, you know, what do you just call them? Cubes? Boxes? Cubes cubes and um like you know reading that like you want to hit them as hard as you can basically and i ended up like i think i ended up injuring myself playing beat saber because like i think i was just swinging too hard and like ended up like maybe hyper extending my elbow or something um and after that i was like all right maybe i'm not gonna play beat saber much anymore and i think i haven't played it like yeah like you said uh, two years or more i haven't played beat saber um i mean i liked it I, I even uh, put on some of those uh, add-on songs, like, you know, all that stuff. Um, but at some point, I think it stopped working for some reason, and then, like, my entire Beat Saber froze and couldn't work, and I don't know. I never really went back and tried to figure out what happened to that. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I can relate to that aspect because I definitely was doing the modding stuff. And, yeah. after, and after a period of time, like, the modding stuff would kind of break the game. And then you got to go in and fiddle with it. And yeah. I think at that point, I'm just, like, moved on to something else. And I was like, uh, whatever. I'm done the thing with, with it. The thing with modding on Beat Saber is every update breaks the mods. And you have to wait for every – you have to wait for all the mods to get updated. So okay. that happens. You're going to go through that cycle of every time they update the game, you got to update your mods. Um. um the one thing, though, you can do uh, custom songs without modding. They added huh. that functionality after a while. They it, so it basically became a point where you could download the songs and just drop them all in this fo- in a folder and play custom songs. And they give you the ability through the menu to just select custom songs. So for a long time, up until recently, I've been running mod free, just using custom songs and nothing else. Huh. Um, and the the beat maps are in there too. Yep. All right, that's cool. Um, I should point out too. Now you you guys have both stopped playing. Um, I feel like the mapping quality has improved drastically over the last couple of years. Like if you guys were playing when it was just OST Volume One mm-hmm. and maybe a handful of other tracks, like in the in the extras mm-hmm. before um, before they brought out like the Imagine Dragons pack, that that was about the pack where the mapping quality just took a, a quantum leap and, and just became so much better uh, with mm. there's so much more flow. The maps made a lot more sense. Like they weren't necessarily painful. They were things would flow and you could see how you were supposed to kind of choreograph your swings and the quality yeah. definitely improved drastically at that mm. point. Ah, nice. I, yeah. I, I think I missed out on that. And also um, they've added multiplayer, right? So I wasn't, yep. I, I haven't played it since they've added multiplayer. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so multiplayer, um, you basically can you can do custom server, um, so you can invite your friends. It gives you the code, kind of like Population One does. You give them give everybody a code and they can join your server. It's unfortunately not really that cross-platform. Like Oculus players will not be able to play Steam VR players unless they're playing on Steam, you know, Steam VR through um, whatever through Revive or whatever. Um, you can't play like a quest person can't play on steam, can't play a steam VR player. PSVR can't play against anybody because multiplayer isn't implemented on it yet. Um, but playing against people on your own platform, you can basically join an open lobby, choose your skill level and choose what DLC packs you have. And you'll get paired up with a bunch of random people and it can be fun. But what I find happens every single time I play is there's always at least one person on the server who can beat all the Camellia levels on every skill level. And they pick the Camellia levels, which are basically one skill level harder than the skill level of every other song in that level. So like if you're playing expert songs and you pick a Camellia level, that's like an expert plus song. Um, or if it's what? expert plus, it's even harder than expert plus. Is Camellia a specific artist? Yeah, Camellia is an artist that um, they're kind of big in the rhythm game community. I think they had there was a game called Osu, which is like some weird touchscreen rhythm game. Um, that's where they kind of made their their mark. They're usually like 200 BPM super fast songs, and mm-hmm. they are by far the hardest songs in Beat Saber. So what do you think? Um, are you still playing Beat Saber, Brett? Or yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, I do. I play it. I play it until it pisses me off, which <laughs> it's, it's the, the problem with Beat Saber is the tracking has to be so on point or else you have a really bad experience. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the level you're playing at, though. For the average person, they're probably OK. But I mean, you're, you're going for like top of the scoreboard kind of. Yeah, I mean, Gameplay. more or less. I mean, I'm I'm not that great. I'm I'm average at best, but it's like I'm playing at least expert level, if not, and lately even expert plus. And, you know, if you get phantom misses, you'll fail a level really easily, and with because they're 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 just throwing so many notes at you so fast that you can fail very fast if if your tracking is not uh, up to par. Okay, I mean that's a legit problem though. It's not just like you know being able to pass a level and and trying to get the top score. It's like you will you will fail on a level that you should you should have passed. Right. You know, the track can let you down. Okay. And do you do you have problems with tracking on because you, you've got four base stations yeah. right? Your setup. I still it's 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 an intermittent thing. I, I can never explain why some nights it works great and why some nights it's terrible. I, there's just no rhyme or reason to it. It seems to happen sometimes after updates. Sometimes it's it, I don't know. Okay. It's it's super annoying, and usually once I get annoyed, I start playing something else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, before we move on from Beat Saber, any uh, any final thoughts or anything you want to say about that? I mean, for me, it's still I still love the game. I think of all of the games, of all the rhythm games out there, it has the highest skill ceiling. I mean, I watched some some videos of some guys playing. Um, these super hardcore levels where there are more than 12 notes per second um, coming at them. Oh my God. And the guys getting full combos. It's just insane. The level of the level of skill that, that you can be attained in beat saber is just absolutely insane. That's nuts, man. Are they just like barely moving their arms? They, everything. See, the thing is with beat saber is to, to, to be able to move your hands fast enough to mm -hmm. hit these kind of notes it's mostly wrists. Okay. And the guys, some of the top guys are using um, Oculus, which mm -hmm. those controllers are very small and easy to move fast Yeah. Um, with just your wrists. And I've watched some of the guys playing, like they show an external camera view, and they're barely moving. I mean, wow. their hands are moving fast, but they're not moving their arms much. It's mostly just their hands, and there's, it's all in the wrists. You should have seen me trying to play. I had a fan blowing on me at full speed with all like I all my clothes off except for my underwear, and I, I was swinging my arms like a psychopath, <laughs> and that's why I got injured. And and meanwhile, yeah. those people are just moving their wrists a little bit. I yeah. uh, I have fans set up for my Beat Saber set up for sure. Okay. Yep. That makes me feel better. <laughs> all right. Um. Let's move on. So Audio Trip is the one I have next on the list. Have any of you guys played that game, or is that just a game I've played? I've never played it. I have literally 30 minutes on it. Okay. Recently, uh, only, or has it been a while? It's. Yeah, I, I literally tried it again maybe a week ago Okay. just to see if I liked it any better. Um, it's. I still have all the same complaints I had about it before. Okay. All right. Interesting. Be, be good to hear your complaints. So I... um. What can I say about Audio Trip? Audio Trip is like Synth Riders. Mm -hmm. So um, that's either a good or bad thing, depending on how you feel about Synth Riders. It's the lesser uh, known game of Synth Riders. The Synth Riders is the more successful game. Mm -hmm. um, and it also came out after Synth Riders. But it's like if you played Synth Riders and you jumped into Audio Trip, you're going to pretty much get it. There's, there's some 
additional things in there, but you'll get the concept of it. The way that this works compared to Beat Saber, Beat Saber, you've got the sabers, you're slashing boxes, everyone knows that. I didn't even talk about how to play Beat Saber because it's like everybody knows that. But right. um, Audio Trip and Synth Writers, the commonality that they have is is it, this is more of like, I would say, fluid dancing. Yep. I don't know about how fluid, but like that's what it, it tries to get you to do. And that's what I like about these games. These are the, like, the superior games to me over Beat Saber or the games that I prefer because um, – you're moving your whole body. You're moving around. What the game is trying to get you to do is is you kind of have these um, cubes, blocks, whatever you want to call them in your hands, and you'll see these things coming in, in front of you, and you position your hand there. So what ends up happening is you're, you're moving your hands around. There's um, obstacles that you have to kind of like move to the left or right or kind of maybe you duck a little bit. But especially on the harder levels, it's going to be mapped in a way that you're moving your body, that you're dancing to the music. Um, it's kind of impressive, and what I think the one thing that definitely Audio Trip I think does better than Synth Riders is I think that they're the things are mapped better. Um, I think there's more thought put into uh, the movement of your of your hands and what's going on. Um, it, the 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 downside of it compared to Synth Riders is that it has a much smaller library of music. I don't know how many songs are in there now. I think when it first came out there was ten. I was there's in there seventeen the other, now. Yeah, not even twenty. <laughs> I mean, and that's just, you, you can't have an audio, you can't have a game where there's only just 17 kind of tracks that come with it, and you can't get, like, DLC for it or anything like that. So it's just a, it's just a weak library in, in terms of quantity. And quality, though, it has, like, more names you'll recognize than Synth Riders. Like, there's, like, a Lady Gaga track. There's a Tiesto track on there, right? There's Dead Mouse tracks. So they, I think their model is going for maybe more known music, um, which could be a strength. And I think um, when it came out, I think I was reading in kind of the um, write-up on the game that they have, you know, people who are, are dancers actually really choreograph these things, right? So, I, I, again, that makes sense to me because when you're playing this, it does feel like, for the most part, it's it's mapped better than Synth Riders. Not that Synth Riders is, is bad, but I feel like the time that was put into it, invested into it, will just have you making moves that make a lot more sense and uh, and feel pretty good. Um, you know, style wise, even in like the, um, maybe not the color so much, but in the scenery and the setup, there is very much the same as, as synth riders. So I think it's a, I think it's a good game. I think, um, you know, if you're devouring rhythm games and you like synth riders, then grab audio trip. And if you like audio trip, grab synth riders. Uh, but for me, I'm kind of lumping these games up together now because they're they're very similar. For me, Synth Riders is if you had to pick one, go with Synth Riders because there's more content in Synth Riders. Um, there's there's multiplayer in Synth Riders, um, which Brett mentioned playing. I'm sure you can talk about it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. There's just more options, more um, uh, more music in Synth Riders. Synth Riders has custom music, as Brett was saying. I don't know if Audio Trip does. I can't I can't remember. It, it, it technically does. Um... But I don't, at least I have not been able to find a repository of such custom tracks anywhere where Synth Riders has a whole website and an app devoted to being able to download the, basically the entire library in one shot and having it stay up to date. Yeah. So what's your thought on Audio Trip? So Audio Trip to me is like the wish version of Synth Riders. Um, I don't know. I, I played a lot of Synth Riders before I tried Audio Trip. I like... I mean, I like both styles. Both both games are based. They play very similarly. I like the flow, the chill vibe that you get with both of them. Um, 
SynthRiders has a really nice custom mapping um, option, like where you can record, basically record your movements and make maps that way. That is something that SynthRiders does not have. I wish it did. Oh, Audio um, Trip has the custom mapping? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. so you okay. can record. You can basically record your movements and hit the, tr the, the triggers where you want the stuff to, to go. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's got kind of a level builder built into it, which is nice. Um, but for the things I don't like, there's basically this... Um, with Synth Riders, you've got basically these orbs. And they're just the different colors, and that's it. You know, you've got the your left-hand orb, your right-hand orb, your one-hand orb, or your both-hands orbs. And that's that's basically all there are. With Audio Trip, you've got your left hand, your right hand. Then you've got these directional ones. And then you've got these drum ones that you hit. My problem with, synth, with Audio Trip is that I find the maps kind of hard to read. Like, you got to look ahead on all these on all of these games. Everything's coming at you from a distance. So you, the farther you look ahead, the more prepared you are to do the movements to complete the level in the best way possible. Audio Trip, those directional cues, I have the hardest time telling what the hell direction they're trying to make me go until they're like right on top of me. So it's like that that one thing just bugs me so much that I really don't play it as a result. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're saying about dir directional cues. Like, I understand, like, the drum things that you hit, and, like, there's a yeah. thing that you kind of, like, you. I don't know how to describe the movement. Like, most of the time, you're just kind of positioning your hands where it wants you to go. And then mm -hmm. the, some of the drum things, it's like it wants you to kind of just drum down with your hand, like, you know, right. extend, send your which arm. Is... Or your wrist, like, out to the side, which, again, I, I think um, – I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I forgot to mention that. That has, like, that extra layer over synth riders, which I think – lends to the fact that you're moving to the music or you're, 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 you're dancing to it in a more realistic way than synth riders, which is a little more basic, but I'm not sure. What are you talking about with the directional cues? So they have these, these, like these little blocks that, um, they have like what looks like a kind of like a funnel coming out of them. Yeah. And it's, it's, I just kind of find it hard to okay. tell what they're exactly trying to ask me to do. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I didn't have that trouble. I mean, I played for a little while last night, and I was passing things, and I seem to be doing it without any any trouble, pretty intuitively. Maybe I'm missing something, though. Maybe I maybe I was messing it up and not realizing I was messing it up. But I, I didn't fail, or I didn't notice I was messing it up. Yeah, I mean, I guess it might also depend on the level you're playing at too. I don't remember if I. I don't remember what skill level I was playing at. I fair. I probably started out fairly high because I'd already had enough practice in synth riders that i was like oh this should be pretty easy yeah but uh yeah i don't know i did, i just wasn't crazy about that whole mechanic of it okay okay any other um any other thoughts or um any other thoughts on audio trip i mean right now the big problem is lack of content like i said 17 songs is all that's in there right now yeah um i can't find any repository of custom tracks anywhere uh, it also doesn't have multiplayer. Yeah. So those are kind yeah. of the, those are kind of what's going against it. Yeah. It's kind of getting beat down. It gets good reviews. You know, I was looking at the, um, quest reviews and it's pretty much like a five star game. I mean, you know, it's like four and a half, five. So it, it it's getting love and it, and it just got an update. I think last month with three new tracks, they call it like the biggest content update ever. And it's like three tracks. It's like, well, dude, you got to <laughs> listen. I, I know that. Beat Saber coasted by with like ten tracks for a long time, but right. you know it's you've got a lot of competition out there. So 
I'm I'm rooting for Audio Trip because I like it. Um, maybe they got to get some lesser known names that are good tracks that work just to start beefing it up a little bit so there's more variety. Um, yeah, I think it's it's good. But again, I I I, I would agree with you that if I had to recommend one to 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 people, it would would go with Synth Riders. But you know, if you if you can spring for it, both are, both are a good option. Um, Justin, have you played Synth Riders at all? No, I haven't. Okay. All right. I've heard a lot about it. Okay. So I, 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 I Brad, I was talking about Synth Riders a little bit, um, and I was focusing on audio trips. So why don't you talk a little bit about your, your kind of thoughts and feelings on Synth Riders? Synth Riders is one is a game I wasn't really that sure about um, back when I first picked it up. I was like, oh, this seems kind of like a, a Beat Saber light. It seemed really kind of watered down i was like it didn't seem like there was a skills the skill um ceiling like you get in beat saber but then i tried the harder levels and i was like oh okay this is not necessarily as easy as i thought it was um i love the music in synth riders the initial packs that it came with it came with three very solid um song packs that i i love a lot of the music in it and then the dlc packs that have come out afterwards are even better and the mapping has yeah. only like Beat Saber. The mapping has gotten better as time has gone on. Yeah, agreed. Um, the later DLC packs, especially, um, yep. the mapping is amazing. I really like it. Um, I like the environments that they came up with. It's got a, it's got that '80s um, cyberpunkish kind of feel to it. Um, and then, of course, there's that Muse uh, alternate reality experience, which is unbelievable. They where they they did that custom that custom map for it um, with the full experience. It's something that you pretty much. It's one of those things that anybody I want to show VR, I will show them that. I will put them in that level and show them that because it's it's pretty mind blowing when you when you when oh, you try man. it. I slept on that because I'm not like a. I don't have anything against me. So I'm just doesn't do anything for me. So maybe I maybe I need to grab it then. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's basically, it's part of the DLC pack. It's part of the um, Synthwave Volume 2 pack. Muse put a couple songs on there, and then there's a couple other artists have come oh, up with songs. Oh, okay, I've got that then. Yeah, because um, um, The Midnight has a song on there, Days of Thunder, and I, I love yeah. The Midnight. I, I saw, I, they came, I they love came to pack. Buffalo a year, a year and a half ago, too. We saw them. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's in that pack. I just got to play yep. a Muse track. Play the It's Algorithm is the specific track that they made this custom visualization for oh cool okay all right it's, yeah you gotta try that you'll be blown away by it i'm telling you do they just have when i went in there you know it's been almost uh almost a year since i played the game and i so what i was in there last night and today do, do they only have that cityscape um level or map now they used to have other mm -hmm. maps oh, no there's about okay. there's about seven or eight okay. um and you can choose like there's an um when you pick the level there's um when you pick the song there's an option to choose what the visual is. And there's, there's like, I think there's like seven, there might even be more than that. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to do that. It was, options. it was just giving me the city option or random. And it was just, I don't know what was happening, but who knows? maybe I, I'd scroll the other direction or something, something weird. All right. Yeah. Um, the other great thing of course about synth riders is behind beat saber. It's probably got the most community support. Um, there are more than 800 custom tracks now for synth riders and the quality of those tracks like a lot of the people who are doing maps are really good at it 
like I found some amazing, amazing songs and mapped really, really well. Nice. Yeah. That's always a crap shoot with, with yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, and then you start getting these, these tracks that just don't work and it kind of junks up the game mm -hmm. in, in, in my book sometimes. So I, I tend to avoid it, but I might have to check it out. There's, there's, there's a lot of game. There's a lot of songs on synth writers to begin with, which is good. And like yep. I said, the DLC. So that's so why got... it's just it's just the winner over uh, audio trip just on that alone i mean you got to go with the one that has a lot and it's similar enough it's got more content included other than beat saber it's got the most yeah so you got 35 songs included out of the box and then there's 33 dlc songs and yeah. then you got eight and then you got 800 customs available yep and it's uh it's also crossplay so you know cross 100 percent crossplay too, cross cross too. Yep. so you yep. can play across platforms too not just not just um, PC versus, you know, PC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, how many people can play a multiplayer game at the same time? So eight? I've seen, I think eight. Yeah, and I saw they, they had another update since I've played multiplayer. Like there's there's power ups or like you can attack yeah. the other player or something. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, most play most of the serious servers, and it's random, obviously, which ones you choose, but. Um, most of the people turn them off, but I've played on a couple servers with them turned on and they're pretty funny. Like cause some of them will, um, they'll do like the, uh, the rainbow orbs. So you don't, you have only a very little time to tell what color it is before it changes to that rainbow pulsing thing. It makes it a lot harder, but you can, you can collect the, the power ups and deploy them on all your opponents whenever you want. Nice. I like that um, they're still innovating on that game. And, and, and yeah. the multiplayer is huge. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. People have, I mean, usually when I jump on there, people are just having a blast with it. And some of this, especially when you get into the customs and you get these weird songs, like we play this one, uh, Drunken Dwarves or something like that. I forgot what it was. <laughs> it was the weirdest, like the speed metal Drunken Dwarves song. <laughs> and everybody was just dying. It was, it was great. Yeah, one thing I want to ask you about that game, when you're in a multiplayer game, and does everybody have to play in the same skill, uh, the same difficulty of the song, or can you do custom difficulties? How does that work? The person who is running the server has control over what skill level is chosen. And obviously, since there's, unlike Beat Saber, you can actually talk to each other um, in the lobby, and even during the songs, really, which is kind of annoying, but... Um, you can talk to each other in the lobby and determine what level you want to play. Most of the servers I've played on will also leave, just leave no fail on all the time Yeah. when you're playing multiplayer smart. to make it fair to everybody so that they're not um, out of luck when they fail out, which is something I should probably, I didn't even mention this in Beat Saber with the multiplayer. Um, they updated the, the no fail option so that it's, you can just leave it on all the time now and it won't affect your score until you actually fail. So if you went through it with no fail on, you went through a song and you didn't actually fail it, you'd get the same score you would have gotten had you had no, no fail turned off. I see. So okay. that's kind of a cool option. And they, they do that for multiplayer too. So now when the person does choose the Camellia song and you fail out after a minute, at least you can finish the song, which wasn't that way a couple months ago. Yeah. So it's safe to say Brett and I are both fans of Synth Riders. That's uh... yeah. It's a it's a great game, and I I prefer I have a lot more. Let's say it this way: I have a lot more fun with Synth Riders than Beat Saber. Um, I don't know if I'll ever play Beat Saber again, but Synth Riders is a game that I, I'm happy to come back to time and time again, 
in my library, and that that's my go-to kind of rhythm game. Um, okay, let's let's move to Autica. I, I've played Autica. I played it when it first came out. Um, I haven't touched it since. Justin, have you played Autica? Yeah, I've played it a little bit. Okay. Uh, did you play it when it first came out too, or? Yeah, when it first came out. All right. Why don't you? Well, let's, I'll, I'll rest my voice for a second. Why don't you uh, talk to us about Autica and how that how that works? Okay. From what I remember, is well, you have a pistol in each hand, and uh, these uh, there's I think they're uh, orange and blue, maybe sort of like portal colors, and you shoot at them, and I think they have to match the color of your gun. Is that what it is? And then there's yep. also like these uh, chain ones that come out where you kind of have to like move your your uh, guns and sort of the shape of the chain and then sometimes some like black you know orbs will come at you and you have to hit them away by actually swinging your arms and all I remember is I wasn't very good at it so I think that's why I didn't play it that much but um I know tons of people in some VR forums that I used to go to a lot were 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 big into it so I know I know it's popular yeah it didn't uh I'm again I'll let Brett take it away because he he likes this game he's more into it than than I am um, I, you know, I, I played it when it came out and I tried to get into it and I didn't, at first I didn't get into it and then I started warming up to it, but it never just kind of crossed that line where I was sold on the game and I, I just kind of gave up on it. Um, it was more frustrating than fun. Um, it's a game also that <laughs> I don't know if they've remedied this since, but when it first came out, you kind of hold, have to hold your gun, your arms out for the guns. And like, after a while, this was a common complaint. Like people's arms just got sore. Like it wasn't <laughs> a fun position to be in. Unlike games like audio trip and synth riders, where you're kind of moving around, dancing around, you're just stationary shooting your gun. And there, there are, there are some things where you kind of, um, hammer down or drum down a, a couple times but that's few and far in between and mostly you're just your hands are out shooting um and again that's you know there, there's some like like pistol whip you have guns but in pistol whip you're really moving a lot you're bending your body a lot this is the probably the one of the most stationary games yeah um on the whole list uh, I, I should also mention that this game is made by harmonics so they are the rhythm game pioneers if you will the, the they're made their mark with what um um guitar hero rock band all that good stuff right so mm-hmm. you expected big things from them and autica gets good reviews but i gave up on it after you know several hours of play it just it just didn't do it for me i, I just there, there were better more fun games but i'm glad brett that again i'm glad you're with us because you said <laughs> you just grabbed this you're the rhythm game guru of of the bunch what are what are we missing from this or what do you like about it so, first of all, on this list, this is the first game that's actually truly a rhythm game. Because the other games, Beat Saber is not rhythm. It's basically accuracy. Audio Trip and Synth Riders also really accuracy, have nothing to do with rhythm. Rhythm, they're just played to music. Um, Autica is 100% a rhythm game. It's 100% you have to have good timing and rhythm. And it's interesting because the complexity of the rhythms in Autica, from what I've seen, are quite a bit more complex than anything you get in, for example, Pistol Whip, um, where it's like not everything is right on the beat. It can be, you know, moved, it can be syncopated and stuff like that. So an understanding of music helps uh, for an Autica player, an understanding of, of how the beat works 
Um, I find it challenging because of that, because sometimes you don't, sometimes it doesn't quite work the way you're expecting. So it'll have you doing something, a whole bunch of shots on the beat, and all of a sudden it throws a syncopated part in there, and you're like, oh, crap, I didn't know it was going to do that. Um, it's kind of hard to read at first. Um, there's definitely a steeper learning curve with Autica, I think, than any of the other games um, as a result of that. Um, it is definitely a stationary game. Like, I didn't have to turn my fans on. I didn't work up a sweat. I left my hoodie on the whole time, which that never happens with any of the other games. Um, and I had the hoodie on and my haptic vest, and I still wasn't sweating with Autica. Um, but, I mean, it's fun. Once you figure out how the notes spawn and how the different things work, um, there's definitely a very, very high skill ceiling on it from what I've seen. I've tried a couple advanced uh, levels and failed miserably at them, and that isn't even the highest level. Um, I tried an expert just to see what would happen. Of course, I failed in like the first 15 seconds, but I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. I like it so far. I've only got like three and a half hours into it, but um, I'm having fun with it. Nice. Yeah, I, I did get the sense, and, I, and I've got to imagine that why – a number, of, a good number of people like this game is because it does have a high skill ceiling. Um, I didn't make that distinction between you know the fact that it is a true rhythm game versus accuracy game. So so thank you for that. I mean, so I, the nice thing I guess about Autica is it stands on its own, right? There's there's nothing really like it. It it it, it does that. How's the library of music in the game? So okay, so so far there are 33 songs included and 33 DLC. But Autica does have a huge community support. Um, there are actually over 800 custom tracks available for Autica. So it's got pretty much the same level of uh, community support that Synthriders has. Nice. I'm looking at it now. Uh, are they still updating the, uh, the game? Is it getting regular updates and being worked on? As far yep. as you can know? Nice. As far as I can tell, yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's sitting at very positive. There's 438 reviews, you know, so nothing like uh, Beat Saber or anything like that. But uh, that that's good. I mean, it's not my cup of tea. Now, does your uh, does your arms hurt at all? No. See, I I 100% shoot from the hip. Uh, so I got my I got my elbows almost locked on my hips when gotcha. I play. And honestly, I was not tired even in the slightest. I played, I think I played almost the full 33 included songs like without okay. a break when I first got the game. So, I mean, it's like I can't even play more than one song in a row on Beat Saber most of the time. Yeah, and I'm looking at the um, the DLC for this game. So they got Billy Eilish, Imagine Dragons, Post Malone, you know, so Ariana Grande. So they, they've got artists that people know, right? Yeah, a lot, is... of the, a lot of commercially successful stuff included. Um, Which doesn't do it for me, so... <laughs> Yeah, me too. Like, I'm, I'm the same yeah, way. I'm like, I yeah. avoid the commercially known stuff usually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's good to make that distinction as well. Like the synth writers, there's a lot of like stuff that's like, there's like no commercially known stuff, but it's just kind of oh, But great. it's so good though. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it, this is again. So uh, good, good to know going into that because the music is definitely important for that too. I mean, that's the a major component, obviously, when we're talking about these type of games. Okay. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks for that. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you like. It. I'm glad you you picked it up so you can offer that perspective on it. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on Pistol Whip, other than just saying that you know we we reviewed the game before. All three of us have the game, and all three of us like the game. Is that safe mm -hmm. to say? Sure. Yep. 
Yeah, I just don't really consider it that much of a rhythm game. I don't well, know. I mean, it, 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 I guess it depends on how you're playing it. I mean, I'm playing you it wrong. <laughs> you might be playing. It might be the problem because yeah. the thing with Pistol Whip is I, I can contrast it to Autica because they're both shooting true rhythm games. Um, Pistol Whip, the scoring is 100% dependent on your ability to hit the beat and your accuracy. Autica is exactly the same way. The thing with Pistol Whip is you're 100% free to choose where in the beat you make that shot. Um, it will, from what I've seen, register right down to 16th notes um, hmm. on the beat and still register that as, a, as on the beat. Um, whereas Autica, there's only one right answer to every shot. That's, that's it. It's like rigid. It's very rigid. Every shot has to be made at this exact time. Where Pistol Whip gives you a lot more freedom. You're kind of like a drummer, and you can kind of do your own drum fills on the guys. And when you do that, if you do it, if you kind of treat it that way, um, mm. that's when your scores go up. Maybe that's easier to do in your house with all your subs everywhere. Well, here's the thing with Pistol Whip. They have a um, haptic feedback built in. Mm -hmm. And you can turn that up on your controller so the controller will pulse to mm. the main beat. And you will feel it in your hand and know mm. that that's the beat. So that will get you at least on the on the four beat. Okay. And then you can obviously go faster um, when you need to. Damn, dude, I never knew that. That's cool. Nice. Okay. And then obviously the other big thing with Pistol Whip is they just added that campaign. And that campaign is really cool. Oh yeah, it, it especially is. with the boss fight and everything else. Yeah, that is awesome. We need we need more of that. I think that's um I think that campaign, which is is amazing that was free. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think that's a good way to kind of wet people's whistles and show what they uh, to what 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 could come, and then just start releasing like larger DLCs or yeah. like chapters or seasons or something like that of a maybe a longer story. I would the definitely pay money for that. The game desperately needs some DLC and some more levels at a, at a more frequent basis. That's really the only thing holding it back, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's instant purchase for me with DLC and more levels, for sure. Um, okay, Thumper. Thumper, I, I, I've actually maybe played this game for about 30 minutes. Um, Justin, you're probably better equipped to talk about it than... Uh, I don't know, Brett, have you played this? I have not. Okay, it's all you, Justin. Okay, Thumper was a regular flat game at first, and then in 2016 they came out with VR support, and uh, I got it then. I think it, I don't know, I don't remember if I got it on sale, but I think I paid like 15 or 16 bucks. And then um, I got to the second level, and I just kept dying, and I couldn't figure out why, and I, I just was kind of getting pissed off and frustrated with it, and I, and I refunded it. And then it was on sale again recently for five bucks, and I said, well, let me try that again. And then because we did this episode, I was like, well, shit, Thumper's a rhythm game. Let me try that. And I tried it again, and then I now I like the game. I am using a different headset. I'm using an Index, whereas before it was a Vive. Um, but I figured out the controls, and I realized what I was doing wrong before. Um, I was you know, like, trying to press the buttons like exactly at the right time, like when I had to do something like, a, like say, a turn, whereas you don't, I realized you don't have to do that. You can actually do it ahead of time, and you'll, then you'll, you'll get through. Um, so this is a game where it's, you're on a track the whole time. It's almost like you're on a, uh, like a Hot Wheels track, and there's this little metallic beetle thing that's basically, you know, it, it's sort of like a car, but it's not really a car. 
and you're right behind it and you're just flying through this track and going through tunnels and um they're gonna be you know you have to press your it's a gamepad game so you could just sit in one spot and play this game you're not gonna have to flail your arms or anything you're not gonna get sweaty you just you'll you'll press a um at the right time you press the analog stick left or right along with a like to do turns because there's gonna be you know sometimes it's gonna be like you got to do like a right turn left turn right turn left turn right turn you know right back and forth and then um there's all these different mechanics in the game where you're going to have to jump at per certain times and and uh, hold the button down at the right time. And it gets really frantic and fun. Like, before I wasn't having fun because, like I said, I couldn't figure out the controls. But this time I got to level 5 uh, playing last night, and I had a lot of fun. Like, I want to play it more. Um, I think there's it's 8 or 9 levels, and each level is really long. And there's a boss fight at the end of each level. And the t like as you progress, the boss fights get to the point where you have to be perfect. Like You have to not screw up any of the, I don't know what you'd call them, the notes or whatever you want to call them. Um, and I think they're, they seem like they're on, you know, on beat. Um, I'm no, I, I'm not good with music and figuring all that stuff out. But, uh, you know, it, it, it felt good to me. Um, so... I'm guessing, Nick, that you're we're having issues with the controls. No, I no. um I remember I played this game, so I had it on the Oculus Go, and it's like oh. one of those games when I was like on an airplane, I, you know, I I downloaded it for like the the plane ride, right, the the flight, mm -hmm. and I, I had fun with it. Like it was mm -hmm. it was it was cool. It was kind of just like I need to kill some time type of game. I had fun, and 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 that was it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I, I don't remember having trouble with the controls. It was just, okay. it was just like, it was okay. You know, that's just me then. <laughs> I doesn't mean I didn't. I just don't remember. Yeah. It's, it's been yeah. a couple of years. Okay. Um, yeah. And it, it could get repetitive. I could see, you know, a lot of people probably being like, eh, I've had enough. Yeah. It's not, I mean, for, for five bucks or whatever you got it for, that's, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and then audio shield, audio shield. I have not played. Have you guys played that? Yeah, I, I got that at launch. Okay, perfect. You can take it away. Like, like Vive launch. Uh, Brett probably got it at Vive launch too. Um, Actually, I slept on it for a very long time and only picked it up about a year ago. Oh, okay. Um, so it was one of the launch games, and you know there weren't many options back then, so I got it. And people were raving about it, and I just didn't get it. You, um, you have a orange and a blue shield that. And you just like it was like globs of paint or are flying like at you, and you bubbles. just hold yeah bubbles, and you just hold your shields up and block them. And um, that's but they had you. I think they had YouTube support. They used or, to. Oh, they, yeah, they used to, but I, I'm sure that's a legal issue there. And you could put in like any song you wanted. So that's I think why people really liked it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure how that worked. Like how did how did the maps get done? So everything in that game is 100% kind of AI driven. Mm -hmm. um, the map is generated when you load the song. Um, okay. I think it's the same every time. If you play the same song multiple times, it looks like it gives you the same map. But the one thing Audio Shield has going for it is unlimited library. It's only limited by what you have because you can basically load any song in it and it will generate okay. a map and, and you can play it. Um, oh, so you just have to have the MP3? Yep. 
okay. or whatever format. I think I think it does other formats too. But yeah, as long as you have it in some kind of audio format, it'll play it and oh, generate okay. a level for it. Um, and obviously, the intensity of your experience can vary greatly depending on what kind of song you've chosen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what if um, you put in some like crazy hard rock? Absolutely, we'll have a nutty experience. Huh. Maybe yeah, I if you put in like that. you put in like Cannibal Corpse or something like that, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Hmm. Okay. Well, now I'm interested in the game again. Um, yeah, I slept. Like I said, I slept on that one for a really long time because I, I saw people play it back before I had VR, and I was like, that looks kind of silly. I don't think I really want to play that. And then. After I'd been playing other rhythm games, I'm like, and after I discovered I actually liked rhythm games, because I never played a rhythm game before Beat Saber. Never had any interest, and I still really don't have any interest in playing non-VR rhythm games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gave it a shot, and I was like, you know, let me see what it's like. And actually, it's I found it kind of fun. Hmm. All right. Um, there's, I'm looking at Steam, and I remember hearing about this game. There's a game called Ragnarok. Um, where it's a, it's a VR rhythm game. It has an overwhelmingly positive 97% from 567 reviews. This came out December 17th, 2020, and it already has 567 reviews in, hmm. uh, in a 97. And it has Celtic rock and Viking power metal. Uh, so one thing about these games, none of them, they don't really have much rock. So this, I kind of want to try this game, but I think it's 20 bucks, a little expensive. But uh, yeah. I just wanted to mention that really fast. No, thanks for bringing that up. I, I, I noticed that game, too, and I forgot yeah. about it. I think I wrote to the dev to see if I can get a key because I saw the 20 bucks. I'm like, I, I don't know. You yeah. know, it was it was so early on when it came out. Um, there's an online PvP, too, to it. Oh, that's cool. Which looks interesting. I think you, you race like your Viking boats. Ah. Yeah, overwhelmingly positive. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have to maybe we'll have to try that and, and yeah. do a review next month or something like that. We'll see. All right, as added it to my list. All right, sweet. Well, that is um, that is the rhythm review or rhythm game roundup, whatever you want to call it. Um, thanks, guys. I mean, thanks, thanks, Brett, for coming on and, and helping to uh, fill yeah. this in again. You know. Justin and I are not uh, huge rhythm game guys. I mean, I, I've played a bunch and he's played a bunch, but it's it's nice to have somebody who who really enjoys it to, uh, um, you know, kind of give the give the the justice that they deserve. Um, we're just going to conclude by uh, going over some news. Justin, I'm guessing you're the one who who threw these news news items in. I appreciate that. I also I did a scan after um, I saw what you threw in there for the notes, and I didn't see anything worthwhile to add there. So um, why don't you take it away and, and lead the news section? Okay, probably the biggest news is that Sony uh, announced that PSVR 2 is coming, and they said it's not 2021. It seems like they're saying it's coming in 2022, and it's going to you know, it's gonna work with PS5 with a cord, and it's going to use the PS5's DualSense controller tech. And uh, their quote is, it enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. Um, and I think they're sending out dev kits soon or you would have thought they would have already done that but uh it sounded like pretty soon and that's about all they said but prior to that there was no confirmation that they were even doing a ps uh, psvr2 so some people are excited about that but it could be late 2022 for all we know so you know that'll be a while um you guys uh, care about that at all 
I don't. I mean, I'm done with like uh, I say done, but I don't see myself ever going back to console gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got this this piece of a PC, and it's sort of like it's either going to be if I if I get anything else, it'd be like a Quest Two or something like that. But I don't mm-hmm. see a need for that. So yeah, um, that's that's cool. I mean, I I really applaud the fact that Sony is continuing to push with uh, VR because I know that they. Um, you know they had, they put out a lot of games that people liked. They had a good catalog of uh, PSVR games, so I'm glad they're continuing that. Again, I don't know what the hell Xbox is doing at this point, why mm-hmm. why they haven't added theirs. But um, kudos to them. I hope it does well, and I hope it continues getting more people into VR. Yeah, all it will take is some exclusives like Resident Evil Eight or something, and I'm gonna buy it for sure. Um, Do you have a why... PS Five? No, I I don't I don't have that, um, but that's why okay. I like. Like uh, I didn't even use my PS4 until PSVR came out, but I'll get a PS5 for re- if they just say Resident Evil 8, I'm gonna buy a PS5 <laughs> and a PSVR 2. All right, All definitely. Right, there you go. That which I mean, there's probably a good chance of that. Yeah. Um, so then, um, Oculus has announced that they're coming out with 120 hertz support for Quest 2, um, but John Carmack said it'll, it'll be you know very few existing titles and that. Developers are going to have to probably work, you know, bake that into the game from the beginning. Um, so that probably means they're going to have to dumb down the graphics um, if it's a standalone game. But you know, you could use Oculus Link and uh, probably do 120 hertz, you know, probably without any issue if you're using that. Um, so that's some news. Then, um, so there's this Andrew Boz Bosworth AMA where somebody asked him, are you guys working on a Quest Pro? And the quote is, Quest Pro, huh? Interesting. And then he winked. So now everyone thinks there's a Quest Pro or Quest 2 Pro coming. And I think that's all that we know about it, really, just that little wink and everything. And But everyone, there's videos all over YouTube now about people speculating about what's coming. And should we even bother with buying a Quest 2 now? just on that um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just it just confuses people when i I think you do something like that right like yeah uh i I don't know they're they're they're, they they cranked out quest 2 after a year i I don't know i don't they have in store it's interesting i mean you can always you know look you could just buy a quest 2 and sell it right like something else comes out like you're not gonna you're not gonna really get hurt on it especially when the thing is 2.99 i wouldn't it's like something you don't want to stress over you'll make a profit probably Yeah. I did. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, that's lesson learned. Whenever like the next quest comes out, buy it immediately and then just, yeah. just hold on and sell it or something. I don't know. Exactly. Seems to be working out. Yeah. And right. speaking of quest, uh, the climb two is coming out March 4th. I like the climb. The original was on, it was a rift exclusive. This is not going to come to the rift store for like PC, unfortunately. Um, so that kind of pisses me off. Uh, me too agreed yeah. i saw that that sucks yeah. i liked quest i like the quest one i'm sorry i like the climb one yeah um it was a well done game and i like crytek i, oh, I spent so much time playing uh, their hunt showdown so what yeah. a bummer yeah and we're, yeah, we're so starting to have... see we're starting to see that problem right just where uh um the pc they're just moving away from pc like you know why can't this come out for pc as well why can't we see this on on steam after a while um it's too bad yeah, maybe after a while. I mean, the climb never made it to Steam, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know what their deal is with Crytek. 
Um, it's so they have dumbed the cli- down no matter what, though. That's the thing. Yeah. So they have the climb to Jurassic World Aftermath, and then uh, Mist are uh, quest exclusives. I don't. I can't remember any any other ones there are. But Mist is coming to PC. It's on the Steam Store. Uh, that Jurassic World game is probably going to stay an exclusive. Um, so that's that's about it for the news that I thought was worth mentioning. Yeah, it's kind of a light month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Still no um, amazing, like, this game is coming out for PC. Let's all get hyped. So, yeah. I don't know. Ho- hopefully something happens. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for uh, this episode, episode 20 of the VR Gaming Podcast. Again, special thanks to uh, Brett for coming on and helping to fill in the discussion on Rhythm Games. Uh, we'll catch everybody next month. Take care. Thanks. Thanks.